Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Happy Monday, everybody. It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for February 22nd. Hope everybody had a splendid weekend. Mine was rather uneventful. Uh, did watch a little bit of sports on Sunday. Saturday, hanging with the fam as we returned from our little ski trip. Now, I don't know if you guys could tell, but I had a different audio vibe last week. Uh, We were out of town skiing, but of course, I love working, so I brought the podcast equipment, wrote a couple pieces for Fox Sports on gambling, Uh, so a working vacation, if you will. But, um, you know, Rob G is a great producer because he will find some stuff that is just so damn thought-provoking, and... You know, Sunday afternoon, I'm sitting around getting ready to do Undisputed all week on Monday morning, and I'm, you know, trying to send some topic ideas to the producers of the show. And Rob G sends this this crazy link that said there was a study done on NBA players who received the most negative and the most positive reactions on Twitter. Now, it only sampled about 3,000 tweets, a small window um, from October 2020 to January 2021. 
And I, first of all, I don't know why this study was done. I don't know why they picked this small window after the bubble in the middle of football season, but such is life. And the results were kind of shocking because the big takeaway is that the most polarizing player in the NBA is not LeBron James. The most polarizing player is not Kevin Durant. The most polarizing player in the NBA is Steph Curry. Yes, the most they're calling it the most trolled NBA player. 27% of his tweets were negative, the highest of any player in the league. Now, this is a small sample size. Russell Westbrook, not that shocking, was the second most negative tweets, 24%. Joel Embiid was third at 22. I know what you, I know you're surprised. Where's LeBron? LeBron's the most hated. That's not the reality. That that's the funny thing. Everybody thinks LeBron's the most hated because a small vocal minority is always chirping at LeBron. That's incorrect. He was after Embiid fourth, twenty two percent. KD fifth. Kyrie Irving sixth. And you know it's weird that Curry Curry had so many haters, but also the second most positive number. Of tweets. And, and it really comes back to a story. I've talked about this for a couple of years on my Fox Sports radio show. I've brought it up on this podcast with Boussard, I think a couple other guys. But folks, for whatever reason, Steph Curry, people just don't like him. I'm not even just talking about fans. I'm talking about other players in the league. There is a rampant jealousy of Steph Curry because he, quote unquote, jumped the line. Okay, there is this line that you're supposed to be in, just like it's your job, right? You start in as a entry-level staffer, then you kick up to the next level, and then next level, and then you're the VP, blah, blah, blah. In newspapers, which I got the hell out of early when I saw this garbage line, um, this pecking order you have to go through, you have to start as a preps writer covering high schools, and then after a few years, you get to the college, and then you graduate to the pro beat. It's like, I don't want to wait around for that. I want to jump the line. So what did I do? I went out and started a website. Um, I left high school reporting after, I don't know, two or three years. Uh, I kind of took a divergent path and I've always recommended this to everybody, you know? Um, what's the quote? The elevator to success is out of order. You know, you got to find your own path. And I went and did some newspaper, uh, I left newspapers for magazines and I would do like celebrity stuff. And then I built a website on the side and next thing you know, boom, I went, I didn't have to write about college or write about uh, pro sports. I just started talking about it on TV and radio. So I kind of jumped the line. So yeah, there are people who do not like me in the industry because I didn't quote unquote pay my dues. Well, Steph Curry didn't pay his dues, right? He came to Golden State and he was okay. He had some ankle injuries. And then seemingly overnight, the Warriors were the best team in the West. Like it happened fast. And then the year after that, they win 73 games. And then they get Kevin Durant and it's like, whoa, Curry. I mean, Steph Curry hit the NBA like a comet, essentially. That's what happened. All of a sudden, in like a quick two or three year span, he became the most popular player in the league in terms of jersey sales. You go to any NBA game around 2015, 2014, 2016, in that window. And the majority of the lower bowl had a bunch of kids in the suburbs wearing Steph Curry jerseys. He was cool. He made the NBA cool. A six foot three skinny kid who went to Davidson did not have a high major offer at the college level. And, um, you know, the guy, Seth Greenberg at ESPN, he's an analyst. He was coaching at Virginia Tech at the time. And Steph Curry's dad, Del Curry, went to Virginia Tech. Seth 
uh, Greenberg hates when I bring this up. We used to be friendly, and now he just texts me angry stuff anytime I reference this. Um, Steph Curry could not get an offer from Seth Greenberg coming out of high school. Greenberg said, hey, man, we can make you a preferred walk-on. You know, like, you're not going to get a scally, and we'll give you a chance to make the team. And he was like, no, I'm going to go to Davidson. And, of course, Steph Curry dominates at the college level. Um, and Seth Greenberg's in the booth now. Um, but people don't like Curry. I'm talking like Russell Westbrook does not like him. Chris Paul does not like him. And this is not just me saying this. There is an avalanche of evidence, I'm not going through it all, of pro players. And even LeBron, if you look back at the finals in 2016, he had a moment with Curry. And when the first year they got Durant, LeBron and Curry also had a moment in the finals. Like there is dislike there. I mean, if you remember, really remember it, in the mid-2010s, I think that's how you say that decade, Chris Paul and Lob City had next. They were supposed to take the baton from Kobe in the West. Remember, Lob City was everything. Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, uh, the league had blocked Chris Paul from going to the Lakers. He winds up with the Clippers. Um, DeAndre Jordan is sending Brandon Knight into oblivion with that incredible dunk. And Lob City was everything. And they kept getting hurt in the postseason. And Steph Curry and the Warriors just, you know, flipped the switch, realized it was a math equation. Threes are worth more than twos. And they became the biggest deal in the NBA. And Curry won back-to-back MVP awards, was unanimous MVP. So there are a lot of people out there. And I don't want to make this too racial. But listen, there is a racial component to it. Um, We're talking about a light-skinned guy who is six foot three, plays below the rim, and the NBA is perceived as a city game. That's where the best basketball players came out of New York City and tough streets of Chicago and Oakland and all these great inner cities producing amazing basketball players for the longest time. And Curry and the jump shooters started to make it what Phil Jackson derisively referred to as a suburban league. And I'll never forget, I heard the Jackson quote, he was with the Bulls, I'm fairly certain. And, or maybe it was the Lakers. <laughs> Bulls or Lakers. Phil Jackson was coaching. And somebody brought up a jump shooting team or player. And I'll never forget, I saw the interview, but I Googled around, I couldn't find it. Phil Jackson said, he's got a nice suburban game. Or they have a nice suburban game. And it was just one of these like, oh, they're soft. They shoot jumpers, they do their fundamentals well. But at the end of the day, when the chips are down, the suburban kid is not going to beat the city kid. It's just not going to happen. They're too soft. They're not mentally tough enough. The kids in the cities have overcome a lot to get here, and they're not going to lose to the kids from the suburbs. And there is this perception, you know, how golf is a country club sport and tennis is like a country club sport. NBA is supposed to be an inner city sport. And the Warriors with Clay Thompson, now his uh, dad was a former Laker, Michael Thompson. Curry's dad was a former uh, NBA player. Um... And they're jump shooters, you know? They're not attacking the glass and getting to the rim and dunking on you and all that stuff and mean mugging. They're not doing that. Um, And there is pushback against that. I personally disagree with all of it, but uh, you're talking about a guy who was born in a city, uh, New York, but grew up in the suburbs. And um, it's funny because, you know, I started playing pickup out here in LA. I had played pickup basketball in some leagues in Pennsylvania, but... After college, I was playing in the New York City uh, League. And, you know, there's like 27 leagues 
I think I've talked about this on the podcast. And, you know, it was me and a bunch of guys, you know, we were okay players. And we played like middle tier, like it was like level 13, 14, somewhere around there. And then we got, I think, a good player or two, and we, like, really good player. And we upgraded to like level seven or eight. Okay. And this was, you know, a bunch of D3 players and stuff. And you better bring it in that level and you better play physical. And I, I could play the physical brand. I obviously didn't have the skill level, but I wasn't going to back down from anybody. Um, and I brought that same level to Pennsylvania, a bunch of suburban guys. And now these are not like soft suburban guys. They're a little tougher suburban guys. And I would play physical basketball. And they would call this stuff. I'm like, why are you calling this the, these weak fouls? This, oh, I got you're too physical. Come on. And I'm like, I, I just didn't get it. So I came out here to L.A. And again, L.A., you know, a lot of suburban kids playing in the gym. However, you find some games and it's a little more physical. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm into the physical brand of basketball, preferably on defense. I'm not driving in the lane getting clobbered. Okay, that's just not fun for me. Um, but I understand why people push back against Curry. I just didn't really like it. I didn't think it was fair. And I can uh, this thing that Rob G found was just incredible. And I'm all over the place with this topic. But it just, to me, it feels a little disrespectful. Like, what does he have to do to get that credibility? Like, Reggie Miller wasn't, uh, not to be you know, harsh to Reggie Miller. He wasn't half the player Steph Curry is. Reggie Miller couldn't create his own his own offense. He was simply a catch-and-shoot guy. He was a great catch-and-shoot guy. He was a clutch player, but he talked trash to Spike Lee in Madison Square Garden multiple times. And Reggie Miller, I think he threw a punch at Jordan and got in some beef. So he wasn't perceived as a suburban player. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the rules are here on this. It feels kind of willy-nilly like, oh, we like that guy or we don't like that guy. It feels like BS to me. I don't know. I, I'm personally a little bit surprised that Steph Curry is the most trolled player according to this, um, you know, this uh, survey that was taken within the last four months. Now, now Rob G, who found it, is not a huge Curry guy. As a matter of fact, he really doesn't like Steph Curry. You could just admit it, Rob. It's fine. You don't like Steph Curry. Were you surprised by this survey? Not at all. Not not even a little bit. And it's not like I don't like Steph Curry. I just think that, yeah, the Steph Curry fall is going to be glorious, and I'm looking forward to it. Wait, um, wait, time out, time out. What do you mean the Steph Curry fall? In <laughs> this offseason, you predicted, no, the season's going to be an indictment of Steph it Curry. Is. Can he carry them? Dude, he's and, having a ridiculous season. He's top he, five in the MVP. And he's carrying them to, what, a seven seed? I'm supposed to be impressed by that. That's very Have Russell. You looked that's at very his Russell Westbrook of him to do. He's playing <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Russell yeah. Westbrook averaged a triple double, and they got like the sixth seed and got bounced. And look what you said about Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry. He's not even averaging a triple double. He's about to go to the seventh seed and get bounced. Oh, I'm, I'm my bad. Russell Westbrook had Victor Oladipo on that team that uh, he carried when he averaged uh, yeah, a triple and, double. And, and, Steph Curry's uh, playing with who? Uh, a bunch of guys from the G League. Michael Toscato <laughs> Anderson? Like, I thought that was an appetizer at Applebee's. Well, I mean, I don't, know half, I don't know half the guys on this roster. Kelly Oubre might be their second best player. Kelly Oubre's never been an all-star. Okay, Dr they have Draymond Green, but come on. I don't know, okay. Rob. I, I just, okay, okay well, anyways, Let me ahead. just say this. Continue to bash Curry. Go ahead. I'm not going to bash him, but the, the reason why I believe that I wasn't surprised by the study results is because of guys like you. Guys like Chris Broussard, who I work with five days a week. You guys have been so quick to anoint Steph Curry as 
if not the best, I think you have him as the best, and Chris has him as the second best point guard in NBA history. No, I have second best. Second okay, best. you both I have him second best. Yes, yes. And you're quick to point out two-time MVP. Look what he's been to the finals. He's, he's, you know, he's three-time champion. And that's true. But I feel like every time guys like you bring up Steph Curry and discuss Steph Curry, guys with the big voices on TV and radio, there's a, a lack of context that gets applied to it. And this is what I mean. Number one, when he won his first championship, you recall that nobody talks about this anymore. Every single point guard he was supposed to go against in the playoffs was hurt. Every single starting point guard was hurt. So by the time he got to the finals, it was supposed to be Kyrie and Steph, and Kyrie gets hurt, I think, in game one. So we never even got to see that much. So it was LeBron, Matthew Dellavedova, and a bunch of guys against the, the Warriors. So, you know, but he won, cruised to him, whatever. They lose, they blow the 73 win season, which for most people should be, I'm not saying LeBron James Dallas Mavericks slander, but it should be really high up there for longer than what it was. But you blew, okay, so you blew, okay. Okay, he blew the 3-1 lead. He blew it after to having, LeBron James. Okay. It's not like they blew it to Dirk Nowitzki. You, do, you don't get to call yourself the best team of all time and then blow a 3-1 lead. So that's number two. Number three, as soon as Kevin Durant got there, he was their best player and it wasn't close. Now you can argue, and I would argue actually in Curry's favor, he was more important for than, than KD because of what he did for their team specifically. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Kevin Durant put on a Golden State Warriors uniform, there was no question who was the best player. Yeah, I would. I don't disagree with that. So then, why is it with those three points in mind? Why is it that he is anointed immediately ahead of guys like Isaiah Thomas or or John Stockton or whoever, whatever, whoever your favorite point guard is? Why is he automatically elevated that quickly? When if you look at things with a microscope, you can poke holes in a lot of it. When, when he goes against LeBron James in the finals, who's the guy who gets hunted on defense almost every single play? It's Steph Curry. This season, he finally doesn't have a super team for the first time in four years. No, what? So, <laughs> come on. Okay, three years, if you want to. We'll say three years. A first super time, team. Come on. When you, they called, had you called the Warriors a super team. With, with Kevin Durant. Even okay. without Durant, were they a super team? No, they were a very good team. Yeah. Okay, so you take away... As soon as... He doesn't have another all-star next to him. As soon as he has to deal with what Dame Lillard gets every season, Russell Westbrook had to deal with for four or five seasons. Um, whoever else, I don't, I don't, whoever else you want to name, you know, pick your guy. But those are the two that comes out to me first. Oh, they're a seven seed. Oh, maybe Steph Curry isn't the greatest point guard of all time. Oh, you know, second, maybe this second. this unanimous MVP in a league that featured. LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, some of the most dominant individual seasons ever, and none of them got unanimous MVP, but Steph Curry did. That's why it's easy for people not to like him. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. 
Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, there's a lot here. Uh, I, d- I, I didn't know that we would be debating the merits of Steph Curry, but uh, here we are. And I just just for kicks, I looked up playoff points per game. Michael Jordan is first, averaging 33 a game. Iverson, shockingly, second, 29. Kevin Durant, fourth. LeBron, fifth. Oh, look. There's Steph Curry. Primetime clutch playoff performer, 26 points per game, ahead of Elijah One, ahead of your favorite player of all time, Kobe Bryant, ahead of Dirk Nowitzki, Russell Westbrook, Dame, every, ahead of Karl Malone, who's in the playoffs like every year, ahead of Jabbar, ahead of Shaq. What Curry's done 
regular season playoffs is, to me, absurd. And I really do bake in expectations to where players are, okay? We knew Michael Jordan was going to be great. We knew LeBron was going to be great. We knew Shaq was going to be great. Did anybody think Steph Curry, out of Davidson, drafted after two point guards named Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn, did anybody think Steph Curry would win all these MV- would win two MVPs, a bunch of titles, first team All NBA, blah blah blah? Did any? No, he's come out of nowhere. And and I love this. I looked up the MVP voting when Curry was unanimous. Okay, 2015-2016. He got every single first place vote. He he led the NBA in win shares, and it wasn't close. Seventeen point nine. Nobody else even had fifteen. Okay, he shot. from the field, 45% from three, 90% from the line, 50, 45, 90. That's obscene, okay? Kawhi Leonard finished second in the voting. He was with the Spurs. LeBron was third. Westbrook and and Durant kind of split 4-5. Chris Paul, who everybody loves. Oh, Chris Paul, the point god. I'm so over Chris Paul, honestly, I'm just so sick of this guy. Is he a good player? Yeah. What happens every year in the playoffs? He's a bust every year in the playoffs, Rob G. Chris Paul somehow finds a way to vomit over himself, get injured while celebrating in Steph Curry's face. That's what he does. I mean, at some point, we know you're great. He's a really, really good point guard. But can you win a damn clutch game in the postseason? And I got to ask, John Stockton, like you, you mentioned him as one of the greatest point guards ever. Yes, no doubt. Was he ever the best player on his team? I, I don't even know that. Go, how many first place MVP votes did John Stockton have while playing in the league for like 17 years? I would guess it was over under one and a half first place votes. Curry got all of them one year. And like I like Isaiah Thomas. He's a real tough gauge because we never saw him without a great team. And we never saw him without a really good coach. The bad boy Pistons were one of the best teams of the 1980s and early 90s. I think they went to the finals four years in a row. Um, or it would have been four if they didn't choke it away when Larry Bird stole the ball in like game six, Pistons Celtics. Bird stole the ball, you know, whatever that was. Um, like Isaiah Thomas, really good. He, a six foot one, amazing, tough inner city Chicago kid who would take no shit from anybody. Um, went to- the only guy really to defeat Michael Jordan head to head more than lose to him. And he, it irked Jordan so much that Jordan snubbed the hell out of him uh, going forward. But, like, I, Isaiah's up there. I, maybe I'm being uh, a little biased toward the current NBA. But, Rob, I, I'll close on this. In every sport, the evolution of player, the evolution of athlete skill level is improved for whatever reason in the NBA. And I don't know the answer to this. I, if I could sit down with LeBron, um, this is a question I would ask him. Why do we not do it in the NBA? It's for whatever reason, the players from previous decades were better. Isaiah was better than Curry. Yeah, of course not. Really? Are we sure about that? Steph Curry, I mean, I could make an argument that Damian Lillard is starting to build a case to be one of the top 10 point guards in NBA history. And I'm sure 40% of the audience will say he's not even a point guard. Well, I mean, he's not a point guard because of the traditional roles. Like the NBA has evolved. Okay, middle relief matters immensely now in Major League Baseball. Starters don't go seven, eight, nine innings. In the NBA, you want a ball handler, you want a wing, and you want a big. 
like, I just, I really think, I can't say Curry's underrated, but to me, this, I don't know what kind of person sends angry tweets to Steph Curry. Like, he is, every time I go with uh, my son, you know, I coach him and I coach my daughter. And the first practice, I always ask every player, who's your favorite player? A lot of Kobe out here in L.A., but Steph Curry is number two almost every single team I've coached. The kids love him. And I, I, I just, Rob G., I just don't get the hate. We need to spread more love and positivity out there, unless, of course, we're talking about Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook. <laughs> um, all right, Rob G., I'll let you have the, fi- I'll let you have the final word. Um, are you surprised that LeBron was not first? Yes, actually. And it has uh, everything to do with two things, the Jordan-LeBron debate and LeBron's social and political commentary. I feel like people latch on to those two things ad nauseum with LeBron James, so much so that it, it clouds them from accepting how good of a basketball player that he is. And he is, at worst, the second best player in NBA history. But again, because he's very outspoken and because... He had the audacity to call himself the chosen one. And then, you know, not going <laughs> to lie, he did this for himself. When he did say in an interview, that made me the best player of all time, and he put his name on it, that my, that <laughs> I kind of could see now why Jordan guys were not like that. But, no, I mean, I honestly expected it was going to be LeBron in a landslide. So to see that it wasn't him, that was shocking. Yeah. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the only other huge story I thought there was in sports over the weekend, and this was, again, we have a young audience here on the podcast, but I'm we do have a segment, obviously, that listens, you know, the older crowd, like my dad who listens and like my mom who posts it on social media so her friends can listen. Um, yes, that's a real thing, by the way. Um, there was a video that circulated Sunday morning about Cam Newton. And I don't have a lot of context, Rob G., so maybe you can fill in some of the blanks. So this video did, I believe, four and a half million views in less than 12 hours. Okay? It went up early Sunday morning, and you, it was it's a crazy video. So Cam Newton is at some football camp, and he's walking the sidelines. I couldn't tell if it was a camp, a practice, or what. And there's, you know, a bunch of middle school players behind him. And this one kid, this jerk, this little twerp, starts yelling to Cam Newton, you're a free agent. You're a free agent. Like derisively, like he's mocking Cam Newton, some, you know, snot-nosed 12-year-old. Maybe he was 14, who knows. All he would say is, you're a free agent. You're only a free agent. You're like, nobody wants you. You're free. That's all he would say. And Cam Newton... You know, to his credit, didn't take a swing at the little kid, obviously, because Cam Newton's worth a lot of money. But he looked pretty pissed, as as of course, naturally, who who would not be? And I, I it, there were just so many things here on this video. You felt it was a little uncomfortable to watch. And I will be the first to say, I have not been on the Cam Newton bandwagon. Um, I thought he was a trem- he's a tremendous football player, a great talent. He won an MVP award. He won a national title at Auburn. This guy's a I mean, his. I don't need to rattle off his credentials. Cam Newton was a great NFL quarterback. He's near the end of his uh, career now. Um, he's had a couple soldier, shoulder surgeries that have taken its toll. And uh, just kind of watching him react. And, you know, there were some other kids laughing. It, it was just uncomfortable because, Rob, I know you've been there. Like, Cam is, ended up saying, where's this guy's dad? Where's your father? And I will tell you this, guys. Um... I was the kid who, when I screwed up badly, my parents would take me by the ear and I would have to go apologize. I had parents like that. And it, it makes you a better person. You stop being a dick when, uh, you know, your parents are going to get on your case. So I'll, I'll just quickly mention two of them. 
Um, one time, I was kind of uh, let's just all right. Let me. I was I was best buddies with a guy mostly through elementary school, and then you know we get to middle school, we kind of got apart, and I got new friends, and he got new friends, and then for whatever reason we were feuding. And he lived near me. So one night I had a sleepover with some buddies and we snuck out and TP and egged the guy's house. And it was, I guess, you know, it was not clear. I guess somebody in our group was, you know, talking about it. And it was pretty clear it was us. And um, my old buddy's mom, the guys who who got TP'd and egged, I'm 99% sure she called my mom and was like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And my mom was pissed. And I had to go to their front door and apologize and all this stuff. I think I might have had to write a, a letter or something, you know, a handwritten thing. And um, that was my lesson. I, you know, I, like, come on, you can't do that stuff. And there was a moment in high school, and this one really hurt me. Um, I believe it or not, it was a bit of a troublemaker in high school, a little bit. And I had this one teacher who you could just steamroll, you could just goof off and whatever. She just n- never could quiet the class. And um, I had to tell my kids this because. You know, I need to get them in line. And, um, you know, the teacher would be like, Jason, time to focus. I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Because uh, I could I could easily get by. You know, I was, I was as good, I was a good student. So I knew what I was doing. But I would just talk and goof around with my friends. And one day, I walk into class. And people, the class starts to fill up. It was one of those trailer classes where it was like outside the school. And as the class fills up, my mom walks in the classroom and you know, my, of course my friends are like, Jason, your mom's in the class. <laughs> and I was like, Oh gosh, this is mortifying. And my mom sat in the back of the classroom. The teacher could not get through to me. So she called my mom who was like on the PTA, you know, she was involved and said, you know, Jason's, he's not really focused. Could you maybe come in and just watch or say something to him? And, I was humiliated, mortified. I never screwed up again after that. I got in line. Um, It was humiliating. And like, if I'm the father of this kid who's getting on Cam Newton's case in this video, and I see that's my kid, I'm grabbing him. And if we can't find people connected to Cam Newton, I'm making this kid produce a video apologizing profusely to Cam Newton because this is not how you behave, okay, as a, as a young kid. You're a punk. You're trying to go viral, kind of have your moment. Think about this for a second. Uh, a college football national champion who is the number one overall pick, who makes millions of dollars, who wins an MVP award, who goes to a Super Bowl, is at your football camp. You can pick his brain be a sponge around him, learn about what it takes to be a professional, learn from Cam's mistakes, because he'll tell you about his mistakes at Florida, okay? He got kicked out of the school, basically. And how Cam got on the right track and got to be at the top of his profession. You can learn that stuff as a teenager if Cam Newton's at your football camp. You sit around him. You don't really speak. You just listen and maybe ask some good, smart questions. That's your opportunity. You're not going to be around a lot of former NFL MVPs. You think Pat Mahomes is just going to wander into this kid's life? You know, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. This is your chance around Cam Newton. And this is how you behave? This is the 
the the decision you make. I'm gonna razz him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk trash to Cam Newton. That's what I'm gonna do. Like I'm just stunned. It, it, it's sad. Uh, you know, you don't want to make a sweeping statement. Um, but this is an embarrassment. This kid should be embarrassed. His parents. Um, I don't want to say get out the belt. Uh, but listen, man, this kid needs to be taught a lesson by his parents. Like you cannot act like this. This is like the worst thing you could do. The, I mean, of all the choices you make, that's the one. I don't know, Rob. It, it made me viscerally upset watching this video on Sunday. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. And um, kudos to Cam. I mean, I, I know that that video that you're talking about is the one that went viral. But there was another video that came out a couple of hours later where Cam went up to that kid privately. And, uh, well, I mean, there are other kids around it. But Cam made a point to go when that kid was by, was away from the action. He had a couple of friends around him and he just talked to him and and he kind of, I want to say set him straight, but it was a, just like you mentioned, Cam is a guy who's, if you're going to give him the opportunity to talk to you, he's going to be the bigger man. So, so kudos to him. But as part of the bigger, you know, story that you're talking about, I mean, I coached high school football at it when I was in college, you know, I, I graduated from high school, was in school. I was only working part-time and, and my old coach said, Hey, we need help coaching the freshman kids, you know, would you willing to help? It's a couple hours a week. Sure. And when I tell you, even back then kids were assholes and that was, you know, the <laughs> internet was, you know, not what it is now with social media, but th- there was a kid who thought it was funny when he was uh, doing some conditioning drill, he ran next to me and lifted his leg and farted just cause he thought that was like a funny thing to do. And thankfully, I knew his dad a little bit, and his dad's like, hey, if he does anything like that again, you have my uh, uh, permission to do whatever you want to him. I, I wasn't going to hit him or anything like that, even though we're the same height, but I could have. And so well, ultimately, he ended up yeah. doing like a bunch of cardio where the kid almost yacked, but whatever. Um, kids nowadays, especially, you know, in and, and it happens in sports too, you know, the AAUification of, of athletes. Mm. Or the travel ball, baseball, or what? I don't know what the level is for football, but it's the same kind of thing where these kids feel so entitled. They feel like they're owed something. They feel like if you're in the NBA or if you're in the NFL and you're not Odell Beckham Jr., you're not Tom Brady, you're not Patrick Mahomes, then you suck because you're not winning my fantasy team for me. And it's unfortunate that Cam Newton, who took time out of his schedule, I'm sure he'd rather be doing other things than going to some football camp. You know, I'm sure he, he just like that kid mentioned, he's, he's a free agent. He wants to impress other teams as much as possible. Yeah. And for him to go down there, give his time and his energy to to spend time with the youth of America and for a kid to respond like that was really disappointing. And so kudos to Cam for, Number one, keeping his head when that kid was talking the way he was talking. But number two, not giving up on him and saying, I'm going to go and talk to this kid privately. If he accepts what I'm saying, great. If he doesn't, at least I did my part. So I wish that more athletes responded the way Cam Newton responded. I mean, listen, for those of you who have not seen it, Cam doesn't come off great like his initial response, which I'm sure he was shocked and a little embarrassed that people were laughing at I mean, he's a former MVP, and his first response is like, I'm rich, you know, I'm rich, I got money. And, you know, he's right. Uh, I, I don't know that, you know, that that's something you want to lead with, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, we do, we do end up talking about, you know, youth sports and kids on this podcast. 
I don't know, probably at least once a week. So uh, I don't know, man. If, if, if I would just recommend anybody out there, show that video to your kid and say, never do anything like this. Like, this is an embarrassment. This is the worst thing you could do. Learn from it. Um, yeah, I would recommend that. But uh, anyways, all right, everybody. This has been a little longer than I thought it would be. We have a special guest coming up tomorrow. You guys are going to love him. Um, former athlete. You know his name. Everybody knows his name. And uh, I can't wait to uh, unveil that one to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.